đời sông núi anh em ta đáp đời sông núi quyết bảo vệ sang sang ta thể chết cho quê hương at host my radio it's on on every monday and every friday and host my radio welcome to the show thank you and welcome to week episode of Tinkel Mario J. Happy Friday, everyone, and also Happy Veterans Day. Hopefully, you guys are telling good stories about veterans. Telling, um, if you guys have fan members that are uh, in the armed forces or any part of the or people who passed away or people who served in the armed forces but passed, hopefully, you can memorize them. And by the way, tune in every Monday and Friday for our breaker podcast. And most of these stuff that I'm reading off right now, and articles and stuff, they're coming from Hong Kong Free Press. The majority of them is from Hong Kong Free Press. So, you guys can check out, look up for Hong Kong Free Press. It's a very good news to talk about. Anyway, let's get into it. So, ex-secretary for Hong Kong protesters fund arrested under national security law at airport. Chi Wing Chi, Che Jing Wei, a former secretary for the... 612 Humanitarian Relief Fund was arrested at Hong Kong's airport on Saturday on suspicion of conspiring to collude with foreign forces, local media reports citing sources. Police told Hong Kong Press that the National Security Police Department arrested a 38-year-old man who was suspected of breaching Article 29 of the National Security Law that is conspiring to collude with foreign countries or external elements to endanger national security. The man was released on bail and was reported to police in February, authorities said. Chet, along with, along with five others, have been on trial for allegedly failing to register the fund, which provides financial support for those arrested or injured during the protests and, un- and unrest in 2019 as a society. <laughs> the five others were, were the fund trustees, Cardinal Joseph Zen, Barrister Margaret Ng, ex-lawmaker Sit Ho, scholar Huey Poka, and singer-activist singer-slash-activist Denise Ho. All six pled not guilty and the verdict expected to be handed down on November 25th, around Thanksgiving or so. In May, the five trustees were arrested by National Security Police on suspicions of conspiring to collude with foreign powers, also related, also related to the protesters' fund, they have yet to be charged. I don't think they'll be charged. They've been going back to trial again. Rested, back trial, rested, back trial again. It goes back and forth, back and forth, back and forth again. So I don't think there's any reason to even arrest them or even or even dare do anything or even put those in between. I just issue my decree. No more arresting these guys. Yeah, that's good for me to say anything otherwise, so. So, I guess we should talk about the construction workers, right? We have... Con- Hong Kong construction workers killed after being hit by a falling steel bar on a building site. A Hong Kong construction workers have been, a construction worker have been killed after being hit by reinforcing steel bars which failed at a constructing site in Sim Sa Choi. The man was 43 years old and had a certain had a surname Wang. The fire service department told Hong Kong Free Press the first response arrived at 21 Ashley Road in Sim Sa Choi. 
four minutes after receiving call at 12.43 p.m. on Tuesday, and Wang was sent to Queen, Ho- Queen Elizabeth's Hospital. The apartments deployed an urban search and rescue team, as well as 10 fire trucks and three ambulances. The police told Hong Kong Press that the man was pronounced dead at 1.35 p.m. He was hit he was hit by around 30, 31 to 4 meters long bar, the police said. I cable news report that over 20 rebars fell from the first floor on a construction site around noon. If you expect me to make some jokes, I'm not doing that. According to the website of developer K&K's property, a purpose-built building for healthcare services with professional facilities is planned for the site. Police are currently investigating the incident. The Labor Department said it was investigating the cause of the act of the incident in a statement published on Tuesday. The city has been has been a several inc- has seen several incidental industrial accidents over the past few months. Last month, a 26-year-old worker was killed after he was hit by a stack of bricks that he was being tra- was being transferred from a barrage. In September, three construction workers were killed after a crane collapsed at a building site at Sa- at Pain. <laughs> Soon after that incident, a government watchdog announced it would investigate the regulations of occupational health and safety in the construction industry. There were 23 fatalities in the industry last year. The Office of the Ombudsman will probe three government departments, the Labor Department, Building Department, and, Deve- and De- Development Bureau, to evaluate whether they have suitable enforced laws intended to protect worker safety, according to a press release published on t- Thursday. Freedom Industrial accidents and construction works projects have occurred frequently in the recent in recent years, which is worrying. One life lost to an industrial accident is too many, Ombudsman Weenie Chiu said. I'm hoping the government I'm hoping these bureau can investigate clearly, but I don't know if, if they're gonna be able to do it because I don't know. It's plenty of things that they're gonna be saying and there's plenty of things they're gonna be they're gonna be adding that either it's I wanna say I wanna say excuse but <laughs> but sometimes they're either hiding it or not planning to do it or maybe one in between. Canada shall we? Why don't we talk about that? Haha <laughs> China is playing aggressive games with democracies. Canada's Justin Trudeau says China is playing aggressive games with democracies and Canadian institutions, Prime Minister Justin Trudeau warned on Monday following a report of foreign interferences in this election. Okay, why does it took so long for these idiots to even find out about that? His comment came after a after local broadcaster Global News report that Beijing has funded a clandestine network of candidates in a recent ballots. And days after authorities began investigating illegal Chinese police stations in the Toronto area. We have taken significant measures to strengthen the integrity of our election process and our systems. And we'll continue to invest in the fights against election interferences, against foreign interference of our, our democracies and institutions, Trudeau's told reports. Unfortunately, we're seeing countries, country, state actors from around the world whether it's China or others, 
will p- continue to pay to play aggressive games without institutions, without democracies, he said. Citing unnamed sources, Global News said intelligence officials told to the Trudeau government China was seeking to influence or subvert its demo- democratic process. The port alleged Beijing direct transfers of funds through an Ontario lawmaker and others to at least 11 federal election candidates and Chinese operators who worked as their campaign staffer. It also, it also says Beijing sought to place agents in the offices of members of parliament to influence its policy. Last month, the Royal Canadian Mount Police said it was looking into reports of criminal activity in relation to so-called police stations. According to Spain's based human rights group, Safeguard Defenders, the police posts have been used by Chinese police to carry operations on foreign soil and pressure Chinese nationals to return to China to face criminal charges. China's denied accusations of illegal activity, saying the location simply offers services such as driver license renewal to Chinese nationals abroad. Yeah, you think you wouldn't believe that? Foreign Ministry spokesperson Zhang Jen told a regular press briefing on Tuesday that China has no interest in, can- in Canada's internal affair. Yet, when we detained Meng Wanzhou, they said something. What is that supposed to mean? State-to-state relations can only be built on mutual respect, equality, and mutual benefits. He said China-Canada's relations are no exceptions. Canada should stop making remarks that hurts China-Canada's relations. We're not hurting their feeling. Even if we did, I'm not ashamed of it. I feel like this is the part where we need to expose what the Communist Party is up to. Now, what the Chinese people does is the CCP is the problem. People say, well, remove uh, Xi Jinping and things like that. Well, let me tell you something. You remove Xi Jinping, what can you change? Nothing. You want to know why? Because it's the Communist Party as a whole is the fault. So when you say, well, the Communist Party is not bad, but just remove Xi Jinping, that's it. But removing Xi Jinping is not going to solve nothing. Nothing, I tell you. Because I want to tell him. Tell him, because that's, that's what happened. That's, that's, that's the most worst part that has ever happened. Because when you said that, well, you're going to be tell. I'm going to say, tell him. Tell him, because if you're saying you're doing better than I am, then why aren't you, you know, doing most of this? Why is the Commons Party doing it? Is because they want to cover up what they're doing. Okay, if you understand, if you understand what what they're trying to say, it's what the Communist Party is trying to cover up for almost a number of years. There are atrocities that they're doing, the Uyghurs and things like that. And if you sit here and start, you know, BS, start BSing me and telling me, well, the Chinese Communist Party did it because of. If you believe, if you want to start, if you want to sit here and start believing what they say, go do it elsewhere. Somewhere in the Communist Chinese prison. Because I have my choice <laughs> to gather all my words out. That's what I want. That's what for, for me to.
they were on the ropes. That's how the comments party typically they're on the ropes right now because of the economy faltering. That's what it is, our economy is faltering. And when this happens, people typically don't show what's going on. And that's I'm waiting for <laughs> computers to load, it's taking too long. I mean we don't it's it's slow to see how it goes, you know. If we can if we continue to expose what the Commons Party is doing, then it would have been the best choice for us to continue on doing this kind of thing. I mean people say to me, Well, why why don't you investigate what the United States has been doing? But those things we already knew about. Those things we already knew about and these things we already been looking into already. Alright. We looked it up. We talked about it already. So for us, there's no reason to even to even gauge it nonetheless. There we go. Now the computer's working perfectly. <laughs> Alright, let's get let's continue on. How about what happened last time? We talked about this already, so Hong Kong's largest press group disappointed and worried over Bao Choi's appeal ruling. Hong Kong's largest press group said it was disappointed and worried by the court's decision to reject an appeal by a journalist convicted over assessing public data for a documentary about a mob attack in July 2019. High Court Judge Alex Lee ruled against former RTHK producer Bao Choi appeal on Monday. Choi was convicted last year of two counts of making a false statement, quote unquote, to obtain vehicle records for a documentary she made for the public broadcaster and fined $6,000. <laughs> the Hong Kong Journalists Association, in a statement published on Monday night, said that the judge, that the judgment showed it was necessary to review whether restrictions on accessing public records were proportional to strike a balance between privacy, the public knows rights to know, and press freedom. Hong Kong Journalists Association is disappointed and worried about the ruling. We think that the judgment will constitute a great obstacle to journalists conducting investigative reports in the future and weaken the media's purpose to seek the truth statement read. Under the mechanism for obtaining vehicle re ownership records, advocates must declare that they would be used for one of three stated purposes legal matters, vehicle purchase, or a transport up or traffic related matters, the latter of which Choi selected in her research for the for the documentary. The twenty two minute documentary uncovered details about the mob attack in Yunlong on July twenty July twenty first, twenty nineteen. Why they had to sing as a turning point in the protest that summer with police accused of citing their attackers ignoring calls for help. Lee said that while Choi has sought the information out of good intentions, it was not a reason for defense. The judge also said that he completely agreed with the magistrate Ivy Choi earlier ruling that the information obtained through the data could not be arbitrary abuse. Really? The judge also said that there were no doubts that intention, Choi's intentions of assessing the data was not related to the car, but to investigate and report of the identity of those suspected of of assisting in and taking part in the t July 21st attacks, July 21st, 2019 attacks. 
I feel like there's nothing wrong with us investigating nonetheless. However, the judge also said that the government should try its best to, ex to make accessing information more convenient for the public under the reasonable and feasible area and increase transparency of governments. I agree the importance of information flows and press freedom to an open and democratic society, Lee wrote. TV's Secretary John Lee said on Tuesday, in response to Lee's ruling that press freedom was in the pockets of the people of Hong Kong and that it, would it was protected in the basic law. What is important is, whatever profession, whatever profession you're in, you must go about your duties in accordance with the law. You cannot go beyond the law. Nobody's above the law, and provided, and provided is within the confine of the law. Press freedom is fully protected in Hong Kong, Lee said. I feel like it's not being protected now. Even though you claim it's protected, but in actuality, it's, it's, at last, it's not. Um, two different, I guess say trials, as we could say, about the, about what happened. About the 17 Democrats. So 17 Democrats set to face 90-day national security trial in early 2023 over unofficial primaries. 17 Hong Kong pro-democracy figures who have pled guilty who pled not guilty to a charge of conspiracy to commit subversion are expected to face a 90-day trial in early 2023. A court, a court was heard. High Court Judge Andrew Chan, Wilson Chan, and Giant Chan, might as well call him Triple Chan, on Tuesday held a case management hearing for 17 defendants who are amongst the 47 well-known politicians and activists persecuted under the Beijing Post Act Security Law over the unofficial pro legislative primary elections held in July 2020. The designated national security judge demanded the prosecution file a detailed opening statement or a draft of the admitted facts which would identify their allegations against individuals, defendants, and the evidence they plan to rely on. The court wanted to know the case against each specific defendant. Judge Andrew Chen told Lee Prosecutor Andrew Lowe, including the acts, conduct, conduct, and words uttered by the accused prosecution deemed as as relevant to the charge, you have you have been sitting in the in this on this case for ages. The judge said, four Democrats was first were first brought to court in March last year. Most of them has been detained since after the bail applications were rejected on national security grounds following a four-day marathon hearing. At present, only 13 of them are on bail currently. The alleged conspiracy revolved around the primary polls, which aimed to help the pro-democracy camp select candidates, basically choosing, basically like a, let's, let's say the Democratic Party primary, or the Republican primary, the Libertarian, Green Party, those are primaries that we have in the United States. It's legal, right? Which for the upcoming legislative council elections and secure majority in the legislature. Same thing here in the United States. Selecting candidates in the primary and see who can win a seat from either an incumbent or a seat that was redrawn in the new gerrymandering. The defense was said, according to the lovely, lovely government, to have intended that they have had they secure a majority to abuse their powers as lawmakers to veto budget bills Paralyzed government operations and eventually forced the chief executive to resign. 
I mean, isn't that what lawmakers are supposed to do? Veto budget bills? Things that, that, that goes against what their constituents see? Or go against what the government, what best for the government or what's best for, the, for their own people? Paralyzed government op- operations? We're not paralyzing the government operations. What's wrong with filibustering? What's wrong with things like, I don't know. Trying to confront the chief executive? Forcing the chief executive to resign, it falls into the basic law. It literally says that in the basic law. Clear, clear as water. Clear as everything. That says that it forces the chief executive to resign. There's nothing wrong. It has nothing to go against the basic law. I found out to be very hypocritical what they said. So far, 30 defend- defendants have pled guilty and are awaiting mitigation and sentencing. It is not known not no, not known whether that will happen before on or after the trial up to 17 who denied the charge, which is also yet to be set. The request for more detailed accusations was also raised by the def- by the defense on Tuesday after they said the items listed in a questionnaire prepared by the prosecutors were too broad or vague for the accused to admit. Admitting Admitting to the items which contained hidden traps would cause confusion or injustice to his client, said Barrister Chanulo, Chanulo, who represented the former district counselor Clarice Young. But Prosecutor Lowe told the court that the facts they prepared could, could be agreed by the defendants. Judge Andrew Chan cast doubts on what on such an anticipation. It would be a fantasy for the prosecutor to think they could seek common ground with the defense with the existing list of facts, he said. Whether an endover endover you are going to pursue, the results would be fruitless, the judge remarked. The Democrats who denied the charge are set to stand trial before the three judge panel rather than a jury after the after the Lunar New Year in late January or early February next year. The whole trial was estimated to last for 91 working days, Lowe said on Tuesday, with the hope of concluding the case that be- that began more than 20 months ago in June or July last year, or June-July next year. Around 55 days would be allocated to the prosecution to prove their case by calling upon 51 witnesses and presenting around 100 video clips, towing 43 hours long, to show the election forums held in, ele- in advance intended by the accused, the law said. The defense, on the other hand, would be given 36 days to challenge the allegation, with journalist turned activist Gwena Poe planning to call upon an expert witness in, the legisl- in legislative and constitutional procedures. The plan came after Executive Counsel Convener and lawmakers Virginia Yip was listed as a prosecution witness host barrister Trevor Beal told the court. It was summoned to testify in a closed-door preliminary hearing requested by defendants Gordon M. back in July, when Principal Magistrate Peel Law ruled that there was a sufficient evidence to commit to commit the activists for trial. The judge expressed concerns on Tuesday after Law said the Department of Justice has yet to decide who would represent them at trial. The Council of Defense would depend on a trial date, he said. The case was adjourned to Wednesday morning, Wednesday morning for the prosecutors to seek evidence, to seek advice, and decide on their rep- 
through representation. They are also expected to inform the court when the requested draft of admitted facts or opening statement could be read. The court may still not be able to settle on a court date. However, as Judge Andrew Chen said, some of the defendants who pled guilty have yet to admit the facts prepared by the by the prosecution. There is a possibility that more Democrats will stand trial, he said. Tuesday hearing was held in the West Kowloon Law Court building instead of High Court and Admiralty, where the courtrooms are not are not large enough to accommodate dozens of legal representatives, family members, and friends of the defendants, journalists, and members of the public, including diplomats from various consulates. I don't know why, what the excuse, what the government's doing. They've been detained for almost too dang long. Too long. If only the government could not detain them, then none of it would happen. None of it would happen. If the governments would just let them go, that would be the best part. When they're not guilty of anything. <laughs> and here's another lawmaker that is right now they're going, they're losing their mind already. Name Hong Kong parks after Chinese heroes, not colonial figures. Pro-Beijing lawmaker proposed. Now, I don't know. <laughs> oh my gosh. I don't know if, if, he's, if, his, if he's losing his mind or whatever. Or he's trying to prove something. Because it feels like he's going nuts. A Hong Kong lawmaker has suggested renaming public parks and playgrounds bearing colonial references to honor present day and historical Chinese heroes. Ho raised the proposal in the Legislative Council meeting, citing Chinese leader Xi Jinping's previous statements that Chinese people must have national self-confidence. We must strengthen civil, civic education, Ho said. Why aren't we in innovative in naming of the, our public facilities? The lawmakers' comments, comments came after as legislatures discussed the removal of the word temporary from five government-run five government parks in the Central and Western District. Amongst them, Rewind Path Temporary Playground and Forbes Street Temporary Playground. Some public facilities bear the word temporary in their names because their land grants may not have been long-term. Deputy Director of Leisure, of Leisure and Cultural Services, Leisure Services, Ida Lee, said she added that if the land were to hand it to the government indefinitely, authorities would remove the word temporary. Now that we are now that we are talking about changing the names of the parks, logically, I'm bringing these suggestions out for authorities to consider. Ho said. In a paper submitted to Legco, Ho listed 39 names, grouped into four categories: historical, national heroes, modern-day national heroes, present-day outstanding Chinese individuals, and outstanding local athletes. Among them were 12th century, were 12th century Song Dynasty military general Yue Fei. Okay, that's fine. Manchurian warlord Jane Shui Long. Okay, that's fine then. Martial arts Bruce Lee. I mean, he, he's he's a hero, okay? Everybody loves him. Everybody loves Bruce Lee, right? Be water. So we remember him. Medical expert Zhong Nang Shan. There are tens of thousands of heroes and outstanding individuals in the whole of China. Ho said, I think many of these names carry no controversy. Well, a couple, but... <laughs> in local and local athletes category, 14 people including fencer Edgar Chung, swimmer Sibahan 
um, Hockney, and retired Paralympic star So Why Why were named. Many of the Hong Kong's roads and public facilities play, play, uh, play tribute to these cities, cities' colonial past, named after British royalty or colonial pub, uh, political figures. Post-Argent figures have suggested, na- suggested erasing such symbols. In 2018, a member of Beijing's top advisory body said Hong Kong should undergo decolonization, starting with changing name, changing places and street names. The government told lawmakers in a electrical meeting after that, after that it was unnecessary to review street names. Removing colonial, area, colonial government symbols is not a factor for consideration, the then Secretary, Development Secretary Michael Wong said, citing the chaos and inconvenience that may be caused by such changes. And I agree. In the Tuesday meeting, lawmakers Priscilla Lung echoed Ho's comments that there were many figures in Chinese history worth honoring. I wonder who they are. In Chinese history, many had made major contributions to the nations, to society, to the world, she said. Under Secretary for Cultural, Sports, and Tourism, Riceland Lao Chung, said Ho's intentions were good, but that administratively, they would difficult to it would be difficult to implement. Authorities would consider them by naming of large parks or playgrounds, Lao said. Ho said the naming could consider the manner in which it says typhoons are named, whereby there is a list of names and no need for public consultation. Of course you need public consultation, for goodness sake. Those public people don't want their names to be changed. It separates them between Hong Kong and China on identity-wise. I don't know what in the heck was he thinking. I'm absolutely pretty shocked that this, um, psychos. No, don't change the name there, you psycho. Why not, why not? Three women accused of child abuse at, at Hong Kong's care center granted bail. Three care workers accused of child abuse at the residential child care center run by Hong Kong's charitable organization, Polonko. Same thing. It sounds like Hong Yiko, but it's not. Have granted, have been granted bail. The woman surnamed Chao Chut Ying, 33, Ching Armang, 28, Lui Sup Yang, 25, appeared in front of Principal Magistrate P.O. Law at the Eastern Magistrate's Court on Wednesday, local media report. Lui was arrested on Tuesday, while Choi and Ting, and Ting were apprehended back in September, but were granted bail. They all worked as a child care providers at the baby in the baby sections of the Polonko Center in Causeway Bay. The prosecution asked to adjourn the case as there were more than 50,000 50, hours of security cameras, footage, and documents to be reviewed, Ming Pao reported. Law adjourned the case to March 25th while granting bail to all defendants of cash bail of $10,000. They cannot leave Hong Kong. Must report to the police once a week. They also, they are also barred from entering the Polonko facility and contacting any other employees. The trio stand accused of a total of eight counts of ill treatment or neglect by those in charge of a child or young person, involving six children under the under three years old. The alleged offenses offenses 
happened from August 25th until September 14th. An anonymity order was granted to protect the victim's identity. The abuse first came to light during an inspection by the Social Welfare Department in mid-September, when officials found a child being repeatedly pushed onto a playmat by an employee. More incidents of mistreatment were discovered when the department reviewed the center's security camera footage. The defense revealed that Choi and Ting had resigned, according to Ming Pao, while Lei currently works at a, as a clerk at the Poland Group, but will submit her resignation to adhere to her bail conditions. Meanwhile, police on Wednesday said that reports of suspected child abuse at Hongqi's Hong Ping Hill No. 2 school, institution for students with intellectual disabilities, were unsubstantiated. A 48-year-old teacher at the school were, was arrested for making false reports of abuse after sending anonymous letters and videos of alleged abuses to parents, the Education Bureau, and the media. Reports of alleged child abuse at the special needs school came to light in early October, with teachers being accused of mistreating students by trying by tying their wrists and covering a like covering a child's head with a jacket when they threw a tantrum. They're kids, so you expect them to throw a tantrum for goodness sake. The teacher was was arrested on Monday on suspicion of accessing a computer with dishonest intent and causing wasteful employment to the police. Laptops, memory sticks, stacks of envelopes and post stamps were among the evidence collected from her residence and office. Police said the allegations made made against the school and certain teaching staff were exaggerated and false after speaking with the parties involved and reviewing school records. The videos that appeared to show physical mistreatments were filmed 48 years ago. They said some were some filmed secretly by the suspect who worked at the school for 10 years. The content of the layers targeted the school management and specific teaching staff. We do not rule out that someone fabricated anonymous letters accusing staff of abusing children out of dissatisfaction with their working arrangement, Chief Inspector Mo Siu Hei said. Mo said, the police strongly condemn acts that abuse a mechanism aimed at protecting child for personal motives such as revenge. An earlier okay, an earlier version of this article contained wrong spelling of Ting or Mang's surname as Ding because it, it has been translated. At least, they, at least they put a clarification on that, so that's going guys. What else do we have? Oh yeah. We finally got what uh dates that these guys are gonna be set for trial. National Security trial of 17 Hong Kong de- Democrats over unofficial primaries to begin on January 30th. The high-profile trial of 17 Hong Kong pro-democracy figures who pled not guilty in the city's largest national security case is set to commence on January 30th, 2023. By which by which t- time some of the defendants would have been detained for almost two Freaking years. Can you believe that, guys? Former lawmakers Helena Wong, long-haired Lung Guat Hong, Ray Chen, Lam Chut Ting, and 13 other defendants who have denied playing parts in the alleged conspiracy to commit subversion will face a 90-day trial tentatively starting on January 30th next year. High Court Judge, High Court Judge Andrew Chen, Wilson Chen, and 
Johnny Chan said on Wednesday, the Triple Chan. The Department of Justice will be represented by the, the, the Deputy Director of Public Prosecution Special Duties, Anthony Chow, and Jonathan Montaco, lead prosecutors Andrew Lowe told the court. Chow has overseen numerous national security cases, including the persecution of activist Tong Yinki in the first ever trial under the Beijing's imposed national security and Beijing imposed security law last July. A pre-trial review for the 17 Democrats is set to take place on January 17. The hearing may be held in two sessions due to the large numbers of defendants and legal representatives involved. The three-judge panel requested the prosecution to file the opening submissions by by December 16th, as well as a set of admitted facts agreed by both parties by December 30th. It was the first time for the court to announce a date for the for the trial. After the case involved involving a total of 47 well-known politicians and activists was first mentioned in March last year, many defendants have been have been held in custody for more than 20 months, with only 13 Democrats currently on bail. The alleged conspiracy centered on an unofficial primary, legislative primary elections held in July 2020, which aimed to help the pro-democracy camp select candidates for the upcoming legislative council election. The defense was said to have, quote-unquote, have intended to abuse their powers as lawmakers to veto budget bills, paralyze government operations, and eventually force the chief executive to resign as they secure had they secured a majority in the legislature. So far, 30 defendants have pled guilty and are awaiting mitigation and sentencing. The three judge have yet to decide whether the defendants will face penalty before or after the trial of the 17 who denied the charge. Judge Andrew Chance on Wednesday said said he would reward counsels by saving time and trial as lengthy as as the one facing the Democrats. Wasted time. Tab release them and not charge them anything. I will make counsel's lives very difficult if they're dragging the case on, he said. I thought the oh, I thought the governments were the one who dragged that case on for so long. Unlike most trials in Hong Kong's common law system, trial would not be carried by would not be tried by a jury. After Secretary for Justice Paul Lam on in August cited involvement of foreign elements in the case as a reason of departing from tri- from jur- a jury trial. He also cited concerns over the personal safety of jurors and their and their family members and at risk of perverting the course of justice if the trial is conducted with jury. That sounds stupid. Ex-lawmakers Lam and activist Owen Chow will stand trial in a separate criminal case next year, which will, will, be, which will likely clash with the security law trial. The current case is to take priority, said Andrew Chan, who informed the chief magistrate and chief district judge about the timetable conflict. Prominent activist Joshua Wong and former De- Democratic Party chairman Wu Jiwei were among the defendants who attended Wednesday case management hearing, even though they belonged to a group of Democrats who pled to have pled guilty. As the Democrats in custody were escorted out of the docks by correction officers, their families and friends and the f- members of the public stood up and waved at them. Hang in there, some court attendees said. It's quite sad to see this is happening at all. And I hope someday that they will be released and they gain their freedom 
finally. And what's more to talk about? Well, we'll explain more after the sec after the break. Welcome back. Hong Kong Justice Department loses an appeal against against court decision to let UK law lawyer represent media tycoon Jimmy Lai. Hong Kong Department of Justice has lost an appeal against the high court's decision to let a UK barrister represent media tycoon Jimmy Lai in, up in his upcoming high-profile national security trial. In a written judgment released on Wednesday, the three-judge high court panel made up of Susan Kwan, Carol Chu, and Thomas All backed an earlier ruling that there was a clear case for allowing King's counsel Timothy Owen to represent Lai. The judgment said the case would attract substantial publicity in local, locally and abroad, and that the public perceptions of fairness in the trial is, vital, is of vital importance of, to the administration of justice. King's counsel already British equivalents of senior counsels in Hong Kong and require permission to, allow, to be allowed to represent clients in the city's court. The court ruling is the latest development in a saga of twists and turns involving plans to hire Owens for Lai's case. In September, the, the Justice Secretary and the Hong Kong Bar Association opposed Owens' application. The Hong Kong then allowed the hiring, calling it clearly in the pu public interest. Isn't that what the public needs, though? Following that, the government appealed against the decision on the grounds that Owens did not have the expert type. Have the expertise or experiences relating to the national security lodge. According to the Wednesday written judgment, Owen is a specialist in criminal, public, and human rights law. He has appeared before Hong Kong courts as well as the courts in other jurisdictions, so he knows some of these. One point of a contention surrounding approving Owen's appointment was language. While overseas councils have been allowed to conduct cases involving the basic law, Hong Kong's mainly constitution. Senior counsel Beijing uh, Benjamin Yu, representing the Department of Justice, said the national security law's situation is very different. Bernard Mann, speaking on behalf of the Bar Council of the Hong Kong Bar Association, said the language of, language of the national security law would be best advanced by a Cantonese-speaking council. In response, the High Court judges said on Wednesday, ruling they saw no reason to think that the national security law was different from the basic law in terms of drafting techniques and language usage. What has worked in overseas admission for the basic law should work equally in the overseas admission for the national security law, the judgment read. Adding that non-Chinese literate, literate judge has been designated for national security judge, national security cases. It seems to us the linguistic aspect is to play out of proportion, it added. The three-judge panel also rebutted the government's argument that the admission of an overseas council would not provide much assistance to the leading, leading scope of a offenses under the national security law. The judge cited the national security law saying that human rights should be respected and protected while safeguarding national security. Human rights has an international law dimension, the, the judge wrote. Law has been, has been, has been, has been remained, remained since, has been remained since December 2020, is facing three national security offenses, two counts of conspiracy to collude foreign countries or external elements, one count of collusion with foreign forces. He also is accused of one sedition offense, 
conspiracy to print, publish, sell, offer for sale, distribute, display, and or reproduce seditious publications. The trial is scheduled to begin on December 1st. While six other defendants in the case, who were former employees of Apple Daily, or its parent company Next Digital, have pled guilty and will appear in court on November 22nd. Three companies linked to the defunct to the defunct newspaper, Apple Daily Limited, Apple Daily Printing Limited, Apple Daily's Internet Limited, will also stand in trial. I'm happy that they, they argue against the Department of Justice and let a barrister, a experienced barrister, to do the case for them. That's smart. Four people charged over inciting others to cast blank votes in Hong Kong's legislative polls. The Hong Kong anti-corruption watchdog have charged four people for allegedly inciting others to cast blank votes or not to vote in the 2021 legislative council election. The Independent Commission Against Corruptions, or ICAC, on Wednesday accused um, um, psychotherapist Wong Qiyan, graphic designer Wong Hongqi, financial dealer Guo King Chiu, and Mabel Yik, unemployed, of reposting or displaying on their respective social media page posts by pro democracy activists asking people not to vote or cast an invalid ballot, according to the statement. Each faces one count of engaging in illegal conduct to, con- to incite others, people not to vote, or cast or cast invalid votes by activities in public during election period. Contrary to section section 27A um, section, um, dash 1 of the Election Corrupt and Illegal Conduct Ordinance, the ICAC said. The four suspects were released on ICAC's bail and will appear in court on month, on Friday. They allege uh, allegedly shared or repost originally posted by former lawmaker Ted Hui, ex district councillor Yao Mang Chun, or activist Sunny Chung. The three activists have all left the city and are in self exile. With Hui, with, with Hui in the in Australia, Yao in the UK, Chung in the US. Hong Kong has issued arrest warrants for the trio. According to previous to previous press release and news report, more than a dozen of people have been arrested over the activist post. They include the former district councillors and student leaders. Of course, the trial. Of course, the freaking election is a, one of the lowest one out of all. It's so low, in fact, that barely in, it's barely meets even the threshold. If that happens, if I can even count, blah, blah, blah. U.S. President Joe Biden seeks to gauge U.S.-China's red lines with Xi Jinping. What? U.S. President Joe Biden said Wednesday he would ask Chinese leader Xi, Chinese President Xi Jinping about his red line to reduce potential conflict potential for conflicts after soaring tensions on Taiwan when they gather next week in Bali. Oh come on! Why are you so scared of this guy? A day b- before flying to Asia, Biden, in- Biden indirectly confirmed plans to meet Xi on the sidelines of the Group of Twenty summit, and what he- and what would be the first encounter since they became president, quote unquote president. At least for Biden, president, but Xi Jinping, he's not. But the world's two largest economies were one of the first. Why want to do with him when we talk to lay out what kind of what? 
each of, of our red lines are, Biden told a news conference following U.S. midterm elections. Biden said he sought to know what he believes to be a, to be in the critical national interest of of China. Why well, know to be to be the critical interest of na- of the United States and to determine whether or not they will be they conflict with one another. If there are no if there are conflicts, Biden said he hoped to work together on how to work it out. Oh yeah, you think they they're gonna work out with you? <laughs> no. Biden and Xi have spoken virtually as president as president and presentator, but I've not met in person. With the Chinese leader until recently putting off international travel due to the COVID nineteen pandemic. She heads to Indonesia's resort island, fresh from a sec- from securing a historical third term from his communist party. While Biden's flying out uh, flying out a su- surprisingly strong showing by his dem- by his Democrats in the midterm elections, even though that's starting to sink a little bit. The two leaders know each other usually well for t- two presidents, one of them. With Biden in 2011 traveling to China to spend time with Xi when they were both for when they were both vice presidents. Eleven years later, tensions have rise sharp have risen sharply over Taiwan with Biden's administration warning that China has stepped up its timeline to cease the self governing democracy that it claims as a part of its territory. Biden on three occasions had indicated that he's ready to commit the United the US military to defend Taiwan, a break with a long standing policy that he walked back each time by the White House. Biden insisted Wednesday there was no change in the historic U.S. stance of strategic ambiguity on whether Washington would use force in the event of a Chinese invasion. The Taiwan Doctrine has not changed at all from the very beginning, Biden said, and that he would discuss Taiwan, but also trade and China's relationships with other countries. I don't know why you gotta be so naive about it, though. U.S. concerns about Taiwan has been thrown into the stark relief by Russia's February 24th invasion of Ukraine, which failed miserably. An operation that had until recently him seen as a remote possibility. Biden bluntly repeated U.S. assessments that China has hesitated at supporting Russia's materially, despite President, President Vladimir Putin's visit to Beijing to meet Xi before the invasion. I don't think there's a lot of respect that China has for Russia, or for Putin, Biden said. I don't think they look at at that as a particular alliance. Matter of fact, they have been sort of keeping their distance a little bit. Biden, unlike like his predecessor, President Trump, has identified China as a as a premier global competitor of the United States and promised to reorient U.S. policies around the challenge. But in Biden administration. Has also worked. Has also promised to work with China on a common interest, such as climate change. U.S. climate envoy, envoy John Kerry, briefly met his Chinese counterparts, Xi Jinping, at the COP27 climate summit in Egypt, marking a further saw in the tensions. China said it would suspend climate climate dialogue, a key focus of Biden, in anger after an August after an August visit to Taiwan by House Speaker Nancy Pelosi, a Democrat who is second in line to the presidency. And I feel like what she do was resolutely correct, resolutely well. 
and it, it works well as a leader. So what we do is correct. Seventy-five percent of Hong Kong's disagree cities and a disagree cities and is an public health emergency. Majority opposed COVID nineteen pass survey. Around three quarters of Hong Kongers do not think the city's COVID nineteen situations constitutes a public health emergency. The Democrat Party released a results on Wednesday of its of its questionnaire about public attitudes towards COVID nineteen and the government's related measures. A total of seventy seven point six percent of people disagreed that Hong Kong was experiencing a public emergency health emergency, per the government's definition, which refers to a situation with a high possibility of causing a larger a large number of deaths or a large number of serious disabilities. Around two percent, eleven point four percent of respondents indicated strongly agreed and agreed respectively. The party surveyed eight hundred and fifty three people on the phone via random sampling between October 24th and last Saturday, a press release reads. Respondents were asked how they feel about the government's anti-epidemic rules, including the vaccine pass scheme, the group gathering ban, and the mandatory mask rules. The vaccine scheme, which requires people to be vaccinated to enter restaurants and other businesses, proved the least popular with over 82% believing it was ineffective at stopping the spread of COVID-19. Just over 0.7% selected strongly agree. The Democratic Party said the government's introduced the vaccine pass to force people to get vaccinated against COVID-19. But now most people have already gotten the vaccine and those who have not have their own medical reason. The party wrote in a statement adding that the scheme had completed its historical missions. Meanwhile, the questions about the group's gathering ban and the mass rule yielded more divisions. A total of 66% respond strongly disagreed and or disagree that the ban on group gatherings, currently capped at 12 people, could help control the, the epidemic. Around 65% said they agreed with the city's mass wearing rules. Hong Kong's currently required mat face covering both indoors and outdoors. Hong Kong maintained many streaking uh, COVID-19 rules that much of the world have long abandoned. They already moved on. With, past th- with the past three years marked by disruptions to in-person schooling, cumbersome rules for inbound travelers, and on and off again, on and off again, on again, off again, business closures. The popular hotel quarant- the unpopular hotel quarantine requirements for arrival was scrapped in September following criticism from business groups and lawmakers themselves. The population believed the, sur- the city had made a significant sacrifice under such rule the Democratic Party survey found. Asked whether they agree Hong Kong was paying too much was paying too much social and economic cost to keep the current public health measures in place. Seventy five percent answered strongly agree or agree. The city's econ- economy contracted for a third consecutive quarter in the period ending in September. Government figures released at the end of, of last month's show. Authorities, however, blamed the worsening external, external environment and rising interest rates globally. Law King Hay, the chairperson of the Democratic Party, said Hong Kongers had, had their doubts about whether the city should continue enforcing its strict anti-epidemic rules. Hong Kong relaxation of COVID-19 COVID rules is slower than its main Asian competitors. 
Hong Kong's status as an international finance center continues to be eroded, and the aviation's logistics and tourism industries are seeing the unprecedented blow of the statement read. Party calls on the government to respond to Hong Kong people's wishes, for example, by scrapping the 0 plus 3 requirements that bars new arrivals from visiting restaurants and other businesses in their first three days in the city. I feel like what the Democrat gives out was pretty much something I completely agree in. Move on. This is something that's already going too long already. What we're, Here's the thing, though. How long are these people going to be suffering under this kind of rule? I want to know about that. How long are they going to be suffering? If they're going to suffer, then I'm not going to suffer under the freaking crazy, you know, cycle thing. I'm not doing that, man. I mean, those, peop- those people who are saying, well, go- well, why can we have those kind of things like China does? Why don't we listen to what China do? Well, unless you want to suffer under them, then maybe you can accept it, maybe. If you accept it, but at the same time not suffering from it, then that's your fault entirely for not do- for not totally accepting what's true and what's workable and what's not working. I mean, you can sit here and start BSing me around, then maybe, then maybe you can try to trust what we had to deal with. Because as great as horrific the COVID-19 pandemic was, but I feel like right now, because there's not much going on, there's not much case we're talking about, I should say. There still is, but not as, I'll say, crazy, as we should say. But we should just at least just move on already. It's, it's getting way out of hand. I don't need you guys to sit here and start criticizing me, saying, why can't you support what the Chinese government's doing? Please, why can't you do it? Okay, that sounds in denial when, when you said that. Because when you say, well, why can't we just do what the Chinese government does? Well, you're in complete denial about what the Chinese government is up to. What they're up to is what they're going to be end up suppressing us completely. And I'm wasting my time talking when this crazy computer won't won't finish loading. Isn't that great, guys? Now I got to do over everything over again. Well, not really. I have to, I have to start my computer on a, on a new tab again. Isn't that nice, guys? I mean, as we can witness completely, is that the Chinese gum, the Chinese governments, like I said, have wicked intentions of trying to sabotage the economy-wise. Let's just stop the whole process and just continue on backwardness of what the Communist Party is doing. Their policy have failed. Their COVID nineteen control sucks. Uh, let me see. People are dying under that under that kind of, you know censorship and that kind of thing. When people can't tell the truth about what happens in COVID-19, then you know how desperate people can be. They want to know about the truth. They want to know what is going on. They want to know what... something that they can hear. That's all they wanted. That's it. I mean, can, can there be any doubts though? And I guess to say three more news before we moved on. Hong Kong's Beijing loyalist criticized court ruling allowing Jimmy Lai to hire a UK lawyer. A Hong Kong court's decision to allow a senior British lawyer to represent jailed pro-democracy media tycoon Jimmy Lai sparked a course of condemnations for powerful, Hong Kong, powerful Beijing loyalist voices on Thursday. Lai and a group of executives from the now-shuttered Apple Daily newspapers are being, are being persecuted for colluding 
including with foreign forces, an offense under the national security law that Beijing imposed on Hong Kong to quash dissent. The High Court agreed to let Lai to be represented by London-based lawyer Tim Owens, overruling the objections of the Secretary for Justice and the Bar Association, and the decision was upheld by the Court of Appeal on Wednesday. Former, of course, former Hong Kong leader C.Y. Lung on Thursday called the ruling absurd, saying that the court were wrong to look to the West for guidance. We are inviting the Brits to develop the national security law for Hong Kong, Lung wrote on Facebook. Does Hong Kong need to allow internationally adopted judicial standards and questions of China's national security? Lung, who is also the vice chairman on Hong, on China's main political political advisory body, and that the legal sector has been slapped in the face by the judges. Taekwon Pao and One Way Po, two newspapers that answered Beijing's offices in Hong Kong, both ran articles, um, articles so to say, quoting government supporters who criticized the court. Uh, the court ruling Owens may bring Western viewpoints that create bias and unfairness. Lawyers Christopher Wong was quoted as saying in one way poll. Officials have long touted Hong Kong's common law legal system and the ability of lawyers and judges from, from such jurisdictions to operate in the city as major draws for its international reputation. Last year, the Department of Justice sought to hire British lawyer David Perry to persecute Lai and other protobacterians and other democracy activists in a separate protest-related case. When Perry pulled out, pulled out following a backlash in Britain, former leader Lung was among those who condemned that decision. Oh wow, why are they turning back now? The Hong Kong government called the the backlash against Perry ill-informed, ill-informed criticism. Owen is a King's Council. It's a King's Council in Britain, and has worked in Hong Kong's court, including representing a police officer who appealed convictions for assaulting a pro-democracy in 2014. So he knows about this, so he's done this before. The Department of Justice told AFP it is reviewing the court's decision and considering next steps. That could include taking the case to the court of final appeal. Above the court sits Beijing's standing committee, which is, can be an issue in interpretations on any constitutional or national security issues. I'm hoping this thing does not get intervened by the crazy probation up and then up there right now. Hoping that's not gonna happen. Hopefully they, they don't do it. But sad for t- sad because someone that we knew of passed away. Bao Tong, aide to former Chi- Chinese Premier Zhao Ziyang, dies at age 90. Bao Tong, an aide to former Chinese Communist Party chief Xiao Ziyang, in the highest level in prison following the 1989 TMN crackdown, has died at the age of 90. Bao's death was announced on Twitter by his son, Bao Pu, on Wednesday evening, saying that his father passed away peacefully that morning, four days after his 90th birthday. Bao and Zhao, who has also who was also a former premier, opposed the use of force to crack down on student-led protests in China sparked by the death of former leader Hu Yaobang. The central government, led by, led by Deng Xiaoping at the time, eventually decided to deploy the People's Liberation Army to crack down protesters in Beijing on June 4th. It estimated that hundreds, perhaps thousands, died. Bao was dismissed and arrested in May 1989, just before the crackdown. 
and sentenced to seven years in prison in 1992. He was released in 1996 and placed under house arrest, and has pushed for reputation of Zhao until the latter's death in 2005. Despite his detention, Bao became a strong critic of the Chinese government in articles he wrote and in, in, and in comments to the international media. He is also a co-signatory of the Charter 08, a manifesto called for, calling for, amongst other demands, democracy and better human rights in China. Bao's daughter, Bao Jian, said on, one, said on Twitter that the activists still hope in, the piece of, hope in this piece of land. As he said four days ago on his 90th birthday, humans have a small historical existence in the world. Whether I'm 90 or not, it's not important. What is important is that the future and today that we have to fight for and do things well and do to do well things that we can do, should should do and must do. Bao Jian Twitter post read. Zhao himself was perched after the after the Tiananmen after Tiananmen and placed under house under house arrest until his death. Mentions of the Tiananmen crackdown is mostly censored in China, with families of the victims and ex-officials closely monitored by the authorities around this anniversary. So, rest in peace to him and hope and hope he can see something better in heaven. Final news for today, and this is something that's going to be very special for you guys. Pentagon Men's Hong Kong Exhibition Bill was corrected despite mass protests, said ex-leader Carrie Lam. Former Chief Executive Carrie Lam defended her attempts to amend a controversial extradition bill in 2019, a correct move, even though there was even though it was widely blamed for triggering the Hong, the Hong Kong triggering Hong Kong's largest protests in decades. In her first media interview since she stepped down in July, Lam told Ch- Chinese state state affiliated Nanfang Daily newspaper that the extradition bid did not might not have been the sole cause of sometimes violent months long protests. I still believe introducing the amendment back then to fulfill the international duty and to prevent Hong Kong from becoming a haven for fugitives was correct, she said. The demonstrations may have not been, may have been unavoidable, she added, citing various negative elements. Oh, I wonder what the negative elements is to the call. Because at the time, we have not established a system that safeguards national security. Our national security National education was not done properly. There are also foreign forces meddling with Hong Kong affairs. Some lawmakers e- even called for foreign sanctions against Hong Kong, destroying Hong Kong's political system, adding up all these negative elements. A rather intense confrontation or conflict was perhaps unavoidable. A sweeping national security bill imposed by Beijing in June 2020 criminalizes many forms of dissent, according to its critics. Supporters said it has restored order in the city. The government proposed, the amend- proposed amending the extradition bill in February 2019, after a Hong Kong named surname Chang Tong Kai allegedly killed his girlfriend in Taiwan and fled back to Hong Kong. Since the two places did not have an extradition agreement, Chang could not be sent back f- sent back for trial. Opponents concern exp- expressed concern the central government could be used used use the amended bills to send Hong Kong residents, especially distance, back to the main of a trial and punishment. Protests erupted in June 2019 and escalated into sometimes violent dissent, displays of dissent against police behavior and its call for democracy and anger over Beijing's encroachments in the city's autonomy. The government finally withdrew the bill in October. The protests continued. Demonstrators demanded an independent probe into police conduct, amnesty for those arrested, 
and a whole demonstration of protest as riots. Lam was criticized for, ha- for her handling of the controversy and blamed for sparking Hong Kong's biggest political crisis in an interview. She said she understood some people may have questioned her ability, but thanked Beijing for having faith in her and supporting her governments when needed. Lam said she had witnessed the success of China's one country, two system principle governing Hong Kong during her career as a civil servant, which spanned more than four decades starting, with, starting in the British colonial era. She described the five years when she was at the helms of the in-depth explorations, explorations of the implementation of a one country, two systems, accompanied by political and legal challenges. Asked about her, fur- her future plans, Lam said she hoped to further promote one country, two systems, not only to Hong Kongers, but also to mainland residents and to people of Taiwan. <laughs> yeah, right. She said she would like to give lectures on a topic at universities on the mainland. <laughs> Go back to Beijing! Go to Beijing, Carrie Lam. Get back to Beijing, that's where you live! Yeah, that's where you live! Yeah, that's where you live! You stay there, stay stay your butt over there. I don't want you here anyway. I don't know why, I don't know why you denied that you did that. You said you were gonna resign if you take responsibility for the debate at the time. And then now, you renege on that. I wonder why. Why you renege on that? And the protests continue on until Beijing's crazy bill passed in. And hoping, and for me, I hope Hong Kong one day can achieve their freedom and democracy. And thank you for tuning in, guys. If you guys enjoying this podcast, make sure you tune in every Monday now and Friday for our podcast. And of course, make sure and make sure to always stay safe on this day period, because it's Veterans Day. Make sure to always have fun with your life, because why not? Life can start so sh- life is so short. Always be happy every time. And today's Veteran Day. Hopefully, you get honor your family members who sacrificed their life during the war. And that's the opportunity. And most of these stuff that I'm reading off of is from Hong Kong Free Press. They're not from me, but they're from Hong Kong Free Press. So give credit to these guys, and they're the one who gives out the best articles ever. And thank you for tuning in, guys. And we'll talk more next time. This is Team Cal, my video signing out. Hope you guys have a wonderful day. <laughs> Cat host my radio. It's on on every Monday and every Friday. Cat host my radio. Welcome to the show. Thank you. <laughs>